everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Well, this morning I want to start by asking you a question. And that question is, how do you hold onto your faith when times get tough? Maybe we don't often think about this. It's, uh, we hold on to our faith because it's a part of who we are. We just continue to exist from day to day. We continue to do what we do. And there's some value in that, but it is often when life gets tough that this question becomes the most important. It's when we can no longer do what we always do that we usually start to doubt the things that we do and the things that we hold on to and the things that we believe. We've seen in this pandemic that we can no longer do what we would usually do. And I wonder today, six months into this pandemic, with who knows how much longer ahead of us, what are you holding on to this morning? What is it that you're holding on to in this moment to get you through? In times of crisis, our faith can go one of two ways. We can either grow stronger in our faith because we're gripping on, holding tighter to God, for, uh, uh, tighter than ever, as we depend on him more and more. Or ultimately, we can start to lose hope. We can start to lose our grip and let go of that faith that we used to hold on to. Now, normally, I'm not particularly good at holding on to things. I quite like new gadgets and new experiences. So for me, the opportunity to do new things is different and exciting. It offers me new opportunities that I like to go for. And as a result of this liking of doing new things and new opportunities, as sometimes older things can seem a bit outdated and dull and like they're not as exciting as some of the new things we could be doing. But even though I'm not very good at holding on to things and like new things, I also hold on tightly to some things. If you were to go through my phone, you would see in my photo gallery that there are countless photos from years ago that I'm not going to go through and delete. I couldn't imagine deleting pictures of our kids just after they were born, for example. And these things I want to hold on tightly. They're precious to me. They form a part of who I am, and I would never want to let go of that. Likewise, I want to hold on to my faith. In the good and the bad, regardless of what life throws at us, I want to be able to cling on to my faith and stand firm in and through it all. But the question is, how do you stand firm? How do you hold on to your faith? As we start this new series, looking through the book of Hebrews together, this is what this book is all about. It's all about helping the church to hold on to our faith. This letter was written to Jewish Christians who had come to faith in Jesus, but who were 
on the very edge of losing their faith and turning away from Jesus and the faith that they had found in him because life had just become too difficult for them. But throughout this book, we will see how Paul and Timothy want to encourage the church to persevere and to hold on to their faith. Because as they hold on to Jesus, it is then that they will see and encounter the faithfulness of God, even when life is at its hardest. And so as we look at this passage in particular in chapter 3 today, we can learn from this passage that we can firstly and most importantly hold on to our faith by fixing our eyes on Jesus. Paul and Timothy start this passage by saying, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. The message to the church here is clear. You might be doubting your faith. You might be having a tough time. Life might be hard for you in this moment. But in and through it all, please remember Jesus. As we look to Jesus, as we fix our eyes and our thoughts on him, it is then that we are reminded who he is. Paul tells us that Jesus is faithful. No matter what you have done, no matter what you are facing, whether you deserve it or not, Jesus is never going to let you down. He's never going to let you go. He is faithful. In Jesus, you can place your trust and know you will not be disappointed. Paul not only tells us that Jesus is faithful, but he also tells us that he is worthy of honour. When life gets tough, it can be easy to lose sight of who Jesus is. In these times, our focus, instead of looking to Jesus, seems, uh, can easily naturally start to, to shrink down from the heights of God and Jesus and all that he's done to us and then to sink down to the, the everyday problems that we are facing and that are affecting our lives in this moment. And it's important when this happens that we recognize what we are looking to or who we are looking to. Jesus is far more than just a guy who walked around 2,000 years ago with some good ideas. Jesus is worthy of all our honour. Jesus is the author of creation. He is the Lord of lords, the King of kings. Jesus is the one who has the power and the authority over all things. Jesus is good. He is love. He is holy. He is just. Jesus is worthy of all our honour. And it's as we see and encounter and recognise who Jesus is, just how worthy of our honour that he is, that our, the everyday situations of our world are transformed. As we see Jesus for who he is, it helps us to hold on to our faith. Because as we see him in all his faithfulness and in all his honour and glory, it puts our world into perspective. 
If you are struggling to hold on to your faith in this moment, will you again take a look at Jesus and see him for who he is? As churches, we've been unable to meet and you may have been anxious about the effects of this pandemic. As you've struggled maybe to provide for yourself, as you've felt isolated and lonely and cut off during this time, in whatever else that you might be facing in this moment, how might seeing Jesus for who he is transform the way that you see that situation that you are facing in this moment? And let's take a moment to remember ultimately who Jesus is. Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of God who loves you so much that he would die for you. As we hear in John 3.16, probably one of the most famous Bible passages ever, God loves you, or Jesus loves you so much that everyone who believes in him might have life. Jesus is the source of hope, the uh, the source of hope not just for you, but for everyone in this world. Jesus doesn't just die for the people who turn up in churches on a Sunday. He cares for you. He loves you. He died for you. Even when you are facing the storms of life, you can trust him. You can hold on to him because he has already given his all for you. And he has overcome and, and reunited you back to, be, to enable you to be the person that God created you to be. Even the power of death could not keep Jesus down. Jesus has overcome. And as we walk with him, Jesus goes with us today into the everyday situations that we are facing by the power of his spirit. And we can know that he is faithful and with us, with all of his might and strength and presence as his presence dwells within us by the presence of his spirit. Today, I don't know what you are facing, but regardless of your circumstances, please, can I invite you to hold on to Jesus? If you feel like you've nothing left to hold on to, please, can I encourage you to look to Jesus and to see him for who he is. See him as the one who is faithful, the one who is worthy of all the honour, the one who died for you. Whatever you do, as you look to Jesus, please see him for who he is and never let go of the wonder of who he is. We can hold on to our faith by looking to Jesus, but we can also hold on to our faith by not looking back. Paul in these verses encourages the church to see Jesus as being even greater than Moses. And we need to appreciate here some of the context to get to the heart of what Paul is saying to the church in this passage. As the Jewish believers that Paul was writing to were, had started to lose hold of their faith and had started to fall back to some of their old ways, they started to live their lives like they did before they encountered Jesus. 
And as they did so, they started to honor their Jewish identity, their identity before Christ, uh, rather than their Christian identity. Their identity is who they are with Christ by their side. Paul's message to the church here was clear. The law that Moses gave to God's people was how God wanted them to relate to him then. But now there is an even better and a greater way to get to God. No longer do you need to keep to the law that Moses gave to his people or that God gave to his people through Moses. But all you need to do is instead come to Jesus. My first mobile phone was a Nokia 5110, and I loved that phone. It was a blessing to me. I was able to suddenly text my friends and watch, spend ages watching pixels moving around a screen as I played Snake on it for endless hours. I don't know how that became so addictive, but it did. But I have to tell you today that I have no desire to go back to using my Nokia 5110. Because my current phone, my iPhone, is much more of a blessing to me than my Nokia could ever be. My Nokia phone was a blessing to me 20 years ago, but now there is something even better to hold on to. If I were to look back and just hold on to my Nokia phone, I would be missing out on the fullness of the blessings that I could experience in my new phone. And this illustrates a little bit of what Paul is saying in this passage. We too can miss out on the fullness of the blessing that God has given to us today. Not because we're holding on to old technology, but because we hold on to the past and we don't see the full blessing of what God has given us in Jesus this moment in our lives today. Instead of holding on to Jesus, we hold on to what we know. We hold on to our human identity. We hold on to our old traditions. We hold on to our guilt and our mistakes. And we can miss out on the fullness of life that we have to enjoy in and through Jesus. If we are to hold on to our faith, We cannot hold on to the past. The past will ultimately cloud and detract from the hope that our faith gives to us today and for tomorrow. Far greater than the past is the new hope and the new future that we have to look forward to. A new hope and a new future that we can only experience through Jesus. Today, if you are to hold on to your faith. Please can I encourage you to let go of the past? Can I encourage you to let go of your wounds and your hurts? Can I encourage you to let go of your traditions and your mistakes, to let go of your fear and your guilt? God's faithfulness is new every morning. May we continue to fix our eyes on Jesus each and every day that we might see and know the full blessing of his faithfulness in our lives. Finally, we can hold on to our faith because 
we belong together as a church family in Christ. The Jewish believers, because of their faith in Jesus, were isolated and cut off from their family and friends. Their old communities often had wanted nothing to do with them anymore because they'd gone and followed these crazy Jesus people instead. And as a result, these people that Paul was writing to were lonely and lacking a sense of identity. But throughout this passage, Paul continually encourages them that they are not alone. Not only do they have Jesus who they can depend on, but they are a part of his family. They are a part of his church. Paul starts off by addressing them as brothers and sisters. In verse 6, he specifically emphasizes that they are a part of God's house. They have an identity. They belong together. For centuries, for any Jew, God's house had been the temple, the place where you went to worship God. But now a change had taken place. No longer is God's house a place of stone and mortar, just one physical location, but rather God is in each of us. Everyone who believes in him is a part of his house, a part of his church. Throughout lockdown, the message of the church has been that our buildings might be be closed, but the church is still alive and active in our world today. And this is exactly the message that Paul wants the church to hear in this passage. We might not be able to gather together, but we are still the church. We still belong together. You are still a part of God's house, and you are still a part of his family. Even though our buildings are not currently and fully open, we can still be a fellowship together. God never intended for his people to be defined by a building. Rather, he said, you are my people. You naturally belong together no matter where you are, no matter how you relate together. As members of God's church, Paul encourages the church to continue to hold on to who they are as a community of God's people. In verse 7, he encourages us not to harden our hearts, but to be open to where God is leading us. In verse 13, he calls us to encourage one another. In verse 14, he calls us to be confident. Confident not in our own identity, but confident together in who we are in Christ. Regardless of what the world throws at us, may we always hold on to our faith. May we look to Jesus and not get distracted by the past. May we continue to live as members of God's house, of his church, and encourage one another to hold on firmly to our faith, even if we can't physically get together, even when life gets really, really tough. Let's encourage one another. Let's stand together and and belong together as God's church. May we open our hearts to God. May we encourage one another. 
And as we do so, may we step out in confidence that is firmly grounded in the faithfulness of our God. We have a faith that is worth holding on to. And nothing will be able to break our grip as we hold on to the faith that we have in Jesus, as we fix our eyes on him, as we belong together and stay rooted in who Jesus has called us to be. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the hope that we have in him. And Lord God, we pray that we will continue each new day to set our eyes and our hearts on Jesus above anything else. May we see him and know that he is faithful. He's never going to let us down. He's already gone to the cross for us. There is nowhere else that he could let us down. We have a hope that is firm and secure in him. Not only that, but may we see Jesus as the one who is worthy of all honour and praise and may we live our lives accordingly. That even when life gets hard, we can still give Jesus the honour and the praise that he deserves. Lord, forgive us for those times where we've looked back where we've tried to fall or where we've fallen back into our own identity or where we've lost sight of who we are in Jesus. Lord, help us to, to always keep our eyes fixed on him and the, the future that he has in store for us. And Lord, for us as a church family at this moment, Lord, we thank you for the blessing that it is to be a part of this church family. And no matter how hard life might get, may we continue to stand together. May we continue to be united together and continue to live and serve and encourage one another to worship you in and through it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.